I want to just tell you how meaningful it is for us to be here this day as Pastor Colleen, of course, is installed as the eighth pastor and uh, is, of course, our pastor. And to be here and to worship with you is extremely meaningful uh, to both of us. And it's uh, it was really neat when I heard that Pastor Colleen had invited Pastor Gary to come and to be the, the superintendent who uh, uh, performs the installation service for her. Because as you know, uh, Gary has been here for every moment in the transition. And so you've gotten to know him. He is, of course, the superintendent of the southern region. And the southern region is the area of the Inland Empire where we have some of our largest churches. Tremendous work that's being done there under uh, Gary's leadership. Gary, of course, is uh, a marriage and family therapist by training and then was called into the ministry. And so he brings that uh, gifting into the mix of the superintendent team, but also in all of our lives. People often ask us as pastors, well, who watches over you? Gary does. He is our uh, uh, superintendent responsible for shepherding care of our pastors and to walk us through the difficult transitions and moments of our lives. And so it's very appropriate that Pastor Colleen would ask him to do that as well. One of the things that uh, I'm not going to give all of his thunder kind of thing. I could talk for hours. He's a great friend, a, a great leader in our conference. But after the service or throughout the afternoon at uh, Colleen's house or wherever you can catch him, have him give you his testimony. How did he become a Christian? It's an amazing story of God's grace and coming from a background that you would not think. And God has just <laughs> gifted you in so many ways. And also have him tell you the story about how as a church planter, he started from nothing and had a church of around 600, 700 when he retired, probably 1,200 people or so in that congregation. And in that process, how did he get a $3 million piece of property for $27,000? Have him tell you that story. It was legal. And, uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> it was God's legality. God worked it, worked it through. And uh, have him tell you, though, about how in the midst of this building, this amazing plant, it burned down all the way. And what happened to the church, the people of God, as they rallied together and, and took care of the building, which is not the church. It's the people of God. And have him tell you all those stories. They're amazing <laughs> stories. He can tell you many, many others. He's a tremendous communicator. We're the best communicator that Cheryl and I have ever heard, especially uh, loving counseling. And he brings in that very personal element to it. And so, um, Gary, thank you for being here and for uh, installing Pastor Kelly. Amen. God bless you. It really is good to be back with you. Um, one of the last times I was here, was the morning that it was going to be announced that uh, Pastor Colleen, or you didn't know that, but your new lead pastor was going to be announced. And I'd gotten here early, and I'd talking with Pastor Colleen over there, and, you know, everybody's anticipating what's going to happen. You're going to find out that morning. So people were here early, and they were watching. Are there any strange faces, any people we don't know? And... So in the first service, when I was talking to her, she said, hey, here are my notes. Would you put them on the podium? So I walked in, and Pastor Denny was down here, and Hal Conklin was down here. So I talked to them for a little bit. And then I walked up here, and I did it kind of deliberately. I just kind of put them there, looked around. <laughs> and people are looking like, is that the guy? 
And someone was honest with me after that first service and said, you know, when you walked up there, I thought, I thought they would have gotten somebody younger. <laughs> but it was, it was amazing to be here for each one of those services and to watch the response and hear the response when it was announced that Pastor Colleen would be your next lead pastor. This service, this service, you guys were so excited. I thought you were going to charge the stage, put her on your shoulders and dance around the sanctuary for a little bit. Because this one erupted when it was announced. that. But every service, it was the same thing. There was just excitement and uh, support from the very get-go. And so it was, it was great to be able to be here for, for that and to experience that. And so I'm privileged as one of the superintendent team, as Pastor Denny shared, we have the privilege of, of sharing ministry together. Pastor Denny, Pastor Larry Wachemeyer, myself, uh, with Glenn Pryor, uh, are the superintendent team. And so I get to be here this morning and take part in this service. I'm really excited to be able to do this. Uh, so I'm here to install your, your new lead pastor. But before I do that, I want to just open God's word and just have a brief message. And, and I know that some of you, the minute you heard me say brief message from a pastor who doesn't get to preach very often anymore, <laughs> you might wonder, but honestly, I will hold it to about 20 minutes total. So... But I want to look, because this is a transition time, and there's, there's numerous places in the scripture where transitions take place. Transition took place when David took over being king for Saul. Transition. Transition took place when Elijah, or Elisha, took over for Elijah as prophet. Transition took place when Matthias took over for Judas as apostle. And so there's, there's transitions throughout Scripture, but the one I want to focus on this morning, and I just have two points from it. I know most messages, you know, at least three points in a, in a poem or a prayer or something, but mine is two points this morning, and it's from the transition that took place from Moses to Joshua as leader of the children of Israel. Incredible transition. And, and there are a lot of parallels that we'll see here, even between Joshua and Moses that we see between Pastor Colleen and Pastor Denny. Joshua was under Moses' leadership for decades. He was, in one of the scriptures I'll read from Exodus, it says he was known as Moses' young aide. And so he was there for, for, for decades, right up close and personal with leadership. And, and Pastor Colleen has been up close and personal in leadership, close to Pastor Denny for 21 years. Over half of Denny's ministry experience here at this church, 40 years, Pastor Colleen has walked side by side with him for 21 of those 40 so a lot of experiences, when, you, when you're that close in ministry, when you're on staff together with someone like that, you, you see a lot of things that 
most the average person doesn't get to see. You, you watch how, how things take place and how decisions are made and how struggles are worked through when you, when you live that close in proximity and leadership. No doubt there have been many lessons that have been learned. So if you have your Bibles with you, you can open them to Exodus 33. I'm going to be reading verses 7 uh, through 11. Now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp, some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrance of their tents, watching Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. Whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud at the entrance of the tent, they stood and worshipped, each at the entrance of his tent. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks with his friend. Then Moses would return to the camp. And here's the point. But his young aide Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. All the people, when this took place, all the people would see Moses going to the tent of meeting and they would stand at the door of their tent. And when the pillar of cloud would come down, they would stand and worship. But Joshua was up close and personal. He was right there. And, you know, I have an incredible imagination and I'm, I'm always trying to to put myself in scripture, to understand what was going on in that picture. And I just wonder how close he was. Could he hear the conversation? No doubt he saw the prayer or the pillar of cloud. But could he hear what was going back and forth in there? And, and then imagine the decisions that, that Moses had to make. The struggles, the, the conflicts, the 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 things that were before him that were bigger than him and he knew where to go. And Joshua would see him and hear him make these decisions and how it was being done between Moses and the Lord. And I love the fact that afterwards, after Moses had gone back into the camp, that Joshua would stay. Can you imagine what that would feel like to stay in that place. Not many people got to do that. No doubt, over these last 21 years, you have been able to watch up close Pastor Denny be faced with challenges, struggles, conflicts, victories, tragedies. And you, almost more than anyone other than Cheryl, have had the privilege to to watch how those decisions are made, watch how those prayers have taken place, watch how that's handled with such grace and compassion and yet strength. For 21 years, you've been able to do that. And here's the point that as I was reading this, that, that it occurred to me that parallel Joshua was being prepared by God for those decades. He didn't know it. 
he didn't say, I'm next. But he was being prepared by God to lead the children way back then. As a young aide, standing by that tent. We, don't, we didn't know it before, but we know it today. That 21 years ago, when you came on the staff, you didn't come in here saying, when he's done, I'm next. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you didn't say. But what we know today that we didn't know then is that for the last 21 years, God has been giving you opportunity to be in a place where you could watch, you could learn, you could listen, you could join in the struggle, you could be a confidant, you could stand arm in arm and fight that battle or that struggle or that conflict. We now know that God's been preparing you for 21 years for such a time as this. And I love that, that we, can, we can see that God's hands at work and, and I want to challenge this congregation that, you know, sometimes we don't see ourselves in that place. But let me, in, let me encourage and challenge you that God's got a place and a calling for you. He's got things that he wants to do uniquely with your gifting, your ability that he won't do with, with Pastor Colleen. He won't do with the staff necessarily but he's given it for you to do. I want to really encourage you to see that, that all these things that we go through, God is preparing us for things that he has for us to do. Ephesians says, since the foundations, he knows what he wants to do. You're his masterpiece. I encourage you this morning to make sure that you take advantage of those times. Pastor Colley, no doubt you will lead different in, in, in some ways than Pastor Denny has. But the lessons that you've had the privilege and opportunity to watch, I know that some of those will go forward with you as you lead into this ministry. The next, the next parallel that I want to make is in Joshua chapter 1. And we're going to start at verse 1. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, this is where the parallel kind of breaks down a bit. Because, because Pastor Denny's sitting right over here. He's not dead. He's just retired. And, and so it does break down a little bit there. But, boy, from, first, from verse 2 to 9, it just picks it right back up again. And, and what, I, what I want to do, too, is I want to challenge Pastor Denny and Cheryl. You know, when I say you're retired, I've been retired for a year and a half now. And I knew what God wanted to do with me. I knew the next steps. I knew the plans that I had for me, saith Gary. And none of those things have really taken place. But God has surprised me with the opportunities and chapters that he's opened up and, and things that he's had me do that I didn't have in my mind. And I want to also take this point to say, God's not done with you by any stretch of the imagination, either of you. He's got things for you to do. And I know, Denny, you and I have talked a lot about the things that you think, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And I have no doubt in my mind you'll do them. You're that disciplined of a person that you'll get it done. But also be open to the surprise that God has for you. 
to show you some things that you will feel so loved when he allows you to participate in that or to do this. And you'll know that it's him. And it's just his, his love and respect for you with all your service that you've done for him, both of you. So be open to that. Uh, now, let's pick it up on, on verse 2 of Joshua 1, and the parallels will continue now. <laughs> now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. The territory will extend from the desert of Lebanon, from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let the book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Don't be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you everywhere you go. Now, you might remember that some 40 years back, Joshua was one of the 12 that was sent into the land to explore for 40 days. When he came back, he told the people, surely this is a land flowing with milk and honey. Look at this fruit we brought back. I mean, it was huge and it was, it was glorious. But then they said, but also there are giants in the land and there are fortified cities. And unfortunately, the people became afraid and became rebellious and they didn't enter the land. And so for 40 years, they ended up wandering in the desert. Now, imagine this young leader and how he must have felt when he's so excited. Joshua and Caleb said, we can do this. It can happen. And they were outvoted and they didn't enter it. And now Moses, my servant, is dead. Now you... Go into the land. Joshua could have so easily said, been there, done that, God. Been there, done that. But how wonderful that God gave him these opportunity to go do it again and all of these promises. I want to I read off that list of promises again. I want you to listen to this list of promises. I'll give you every place where you set your foot. No one will be able to stand up against you. As I was with Moses, I'll be with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Don't be terrified. Don't be discouraged. I'll be with you wherever you go. What incredible words. Incredible words. Could you imagine as a young leader that you're getting ready to do something and God speaks that to you? Seems true. 
God's got some great things ahead for this church through your leadership. He's been preparing you for 21 years for this. And and I want to make sure to, to say something here. And as I said in the first service, I, I don't know if any of this is true, but when I was preparing and praying over this message, I believe I needed to say this here. That there may be things that come up in the future that you and some of the staff that have been here for a while might say, we tried that. We, we tried that two or three times. It doesn't work. If God is speaking to you to try something that didn't succeed back there, don't say been there, done that. It might be an opportunity that God knew with your gifting and this timing and these people and this staff that today it will succeed. So don't don't ignore that because sometimes in church leadership, we look back and we think, well, it didn't work. It just didn't work. And we miss opportunities when God walks us by it again. So I want to make sure to encourage you with that, to, to, to not fault in that way. It might just be the perfect time. And Pastor Colleen, no doubt, no doubt, you have already seen that it takes courage to lead. It's, I think... I've been in that role as an associate pastor. It's one of the easiest jobs in the world. You hear this, TJ? <laughs> yeah, well, when Marty Edwards was my senior pastor, so it was, a, it was a good job. Because, and one of the things that made it so good is because when the conflict came, you could say, Pastor Denny, lead pastor. You know, you got to just pass it off. And, and when an associate steps into the lead role, you feel it. When, when my son took over the leadership of Lambs, when I retired, he called me that first Sunday morning before he even got up in front of the people and said, Dad, it feels different. It feels heavy. It's up to me. Be strong and courageous. Because God would not have put you in this place if he hadn't been preparing you for this place. He's given you what you need. Be strong and very courageous. Because leadership takes that. I, I love that you guys have this staff displayed because I was here the morning when Denny wouldn't let go of it. <laughs> and and you, you said, I'm not ready. To let go of this. But I love that it's there. I love that you showed it up there. I love it's on your website. Are you aware of that? It's on your website. I, what, a, what a symbol of a shepherd's staff. It is there. Shepherd leads and loves and serves his flock, but he protects them. And I challenge you in that way. Be that leader that courageously stands and protects this flock and leads this flock. Thus far, my comments have, have been focused mainly on this front row. I want to take the remainder of my time and, and just say a couple of things to the staff of this church and then to this congregation. To the staff, I would say, 
as you walk alongside Pastor Colleen. God has uniquely brought you guys together as a team for such a time as this. I encourage you, each of you that are staff, to use your gifts, your unique gifts, to be the mix to make this team whole. As one of the scriptures was read, that we are, we are one body with many parts. The staff is one staff, but many giftings and abilities and experiences and, and, and things that God has done in you and through you. And I pray that you will encourage one another, that you will pray for one another, that you will speak the truth to one another, and you will boldly stand together and take this church forward to the place that God has called it to be for the king and his kingdom. And to this congregation, I would speak this to you. Pastor Colleen and the staff need you. They need your gifting. The uniqueness of each of you as individuals with what God has put in you to do. The calling that he's put on your life. They need your support. They need you to rally with them when there are times of struggle and conflict and things to overcome. In those times, some of you will rise to a place of leadership that you've not seen before, but only if you're willing to use your gifts and your abilities to go forward. I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to, to be people of influence. Wherever God has, has given you a sphere of influence, be influence in that area. Be a light to those outside of these walls that the staff and, and Pastor Colleen probably will never be able to touch. But God has placed you there. Be a light there. Reflect God in those places that, that you walk and just watch what he'll do. Because he's got a call on you also. For his kingdom and for the king. Amen. At this time, I want to ask Pastor Colleen, Mark, and Olivia, if you would come forward. I looked around. We don't do a whole lot of installation services, I, although I'm doing one next weekend too. But, but we don't do a lot of these. And, and I started looking for, you know, formulas. And, and as you probably realize by now, I can't really go by a formula. I just kind of feel it and go. So when I was sent something, I said, I just want to speak from my heart. And it was, I was tempted to write something out that I could try and memorize real quick, but I couldn't do it. So I just want to speak something to you. You've heard my challenge. And so to you, Pastor Colleen, as I install you as the lead pastor of this church, be the shepherd that leads by serving the flock. Be that shepherd who will speak truth to this flock. Be the one who will see what's needing to be done and be bold enough to step in and make sure it happens. Be the one that opens God's word and declares it with boldness and clarity. 
Be the one who models for your staff. Who knows? Maybe the person that's going to be taking your place in years to come. Be that model, that example to all of your staff, to this congregation of what it means to follow Jesus and to draw on him. If you are willing to do those things, would you comment by saying, I will? Mark and Olivia, as you are this family and you have this unique role and responsibility, Mark, especially you have such a, a unique role you'll be the one that will probably hear more closely the heart of this pastor. You'll hear the tears of this pastor. You'll watch how conflict will come and it will seem like it will destroy. I pray that God will give you the wisdom to know what you can and what you should not do to deal with it. I pray that this will draw you closer to God than you've ever been before. And that you will be a support to your spouse like never before. Mark, may you be also the one that speaks to her the giftings and abilities that God has given you. You're the eyes in the back of her head. May you be that for her. And if you are willing, would you say I will? Olivia, you have the unique role of being a PK. <laughs> Lord, help you. <laughs> Seriously, though, you will see things in your house. And I pray that you also, because God's given you gifts and abilities, that it will draw you to pray for your mom and your dad, that this, this uniqueness of being a pastor's family has the potential to draw you apart or draw you closer. My prayer is that it will draw you closer as a family and closer to God than you've ever been before. Will you support your mom in prayer and also speaking to her what you see because you will see it very uniquely if you will and are willing, would you say I will? I will. I want to do something different this service than I did the first. Would you face your congregation? Pastor Denny and Cheryl, would you come up and lay hands on them with, with me while I pray for them? Let's pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity that we have to set aside some time to say today is the day that we install Pastor Colleen Hurley Bates as the lead pastor of this church. Father, you've heard what, what I've challenged, and I pray that you will do things and speak things and give dreams and visions of things that, that have not yet been seen or even thought about. God, that there would be courage and there would be an ability to lead like never before. I pray protection over this family because the enemy loves to come in. And if he cannot get to the pastor, he'll try to get to the pastor's family. So would you protect them in ways that they've not experienced yet? And Lord, thank you for 
these last 21 years of preparation. And God, I pray that you would bring to mind those things. As Pastor Colleen looks over her shoulder at the miracles you've done in the past, the things that you've brought this church through, the things that, that seemed impossible but became possible, would you bring those things to her mind and give her courage to lead forward for the things and purposes that you have for this church? I pray this in the powerful and the holy name of Jesus. Amen. I'm going to ask that the staff come forward now. All right. You guys have a unique role because you get to be a part of the new thing that God's going to do. Doug, you've been around for a long time. That gray hair kind of gives you away. <laughs> You've been around for a long time and you've got a lot of wisdom and experience that you can share. I want to encourage you, don't hold back on sharing that wisdom. God's allowed you to experience so much and so many opportunities. And I pray that you will invest that wisely. Danielle, Pastor Danielle, I said in the first service that I've seen you be the person for prayer in every service I've ever been, but Jim took your place in this service. I pray that you will be that intercessor that prays for her in ways that uh, maybe not the rest of the people will know how to pray, that you will know how to pray. And that God will use those other gifts that are even greater than an intercessory gift in you as a part of the staff. And TJ, you're the newest You've only been here a couple of months, but you bring fresh eyes. You bring fresh eyes to the staff. There are things that you've experienced that they have not. Don't hold back from speaking that and, and, and allowing those things that God has taught you in other places to be a part of this team. Jake, I pray as you lead worship that you will lead with boldness that God will speak to you exactly, exactly like he, he knows this church will need. That he'll give you that, that chorus or that, that verse or that word of encouragement to speak out in a service that will touch people in this time. And Jim, I pray that God will bless you and your giftedness as you are a part of this team and that he will give you wisdom and discernment to know what to pour in here that he's allowed you to learn. I'm going to ask you to face your congregation. Pastor Denny and Cheryl, if you'll come back up. I want to pray a prayer blessing. Let's pray. Father, how wonderful it is to serve together with a team. All this gifting, all this experience, all these abilities. And so, Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you will allow each one to, to recognize their unique part, their unique responsibility in this team. Give them courage to lead in that and to walk in the authority that you've given them as a member of this staff. 
God, may you do things that are far beyond what they've dreamt or even thought about. The possibilities that you have for this staff and what they will bring for this church. Protect them all and bless them, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. And lastly, I would ask that the congregation stand. You heard my challenge to you as a congregation. Walk in the authority that you've been given. God has gifted you in unique ways. And those gifts were not given to you to sit on a shelf or leave in a pew. God has given you those gifts to walk and use for his kingdom. And I know that there's, there's got to be somebody here right now that has already disqualified themselves in hearing that word because you say, I'm not able, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough. Hear me. God has given you the gift to use. You are worthy in his sight. He has equipped you to do good works that he has planned for you to do uniquely for you to do. Let go of that lie and walk in that authority and in that gifting that God has given you. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray your blessing over this congregation of people. Lord, it's so unique the way that you blend us together with giftings and abilities that, that are so perfectly formed. God, we could not orchestrate it. And yet you've brought it together with this group right here. I pray, God, that they would, see, dream, they would see things in their life that they never dreamt possible. That you would give them dreams and visions of things that can be. And that you would give them opportunity outside of these walls, in the workplace, in school, wherever they find themselves, in a market, in a coffee shop that you would use them to be a light that shines, that reflects who you are. Give them mercy and grace and bless them in powerful ways. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. You'll remain standing for closing song. We are God's people, the chosen. I am honored to be your eighth pastor. The theme of Joshua's life was the faithfulness of God Almighty. That has been a cornerstone of my life, God's faithfulness and his promises. And I see that in all of you. And in this place, this is a place where love abounds. This is a place of healing, where truth is spoken. It is a place where people want to grow so that they can go out and reach their community, so they can go out and bring wholeness and healing. It's a place of reconciliation. Thank you, Gary, for coming and being here and bringing the word. Thank you, Denny and Cheryl for the work that you have done for so long that we now continue. And so, hear the blessing of God. 
May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face upon you and give you peace. May you go from this place full of God's celebration, knowing that he is good and he is with us and that he is leading us into a new day. We go with him. Amen.